Welcome to the Acoustic You Podcast, guys. I am your host, Cheyenne Williams, and if you are here to find the real, raw, unapologetic version of ourselves, you have came to the right place. So if you're ready, I'm ready, let's lock arms, and let's go out and change the world. Welcome back for another episode with the Acoustic You Podcast. If you're new, welcome. I am Cheyenne Williams. I am a central embodiment coach, and I am on a mission to help tired mamas, exhausted women find pleasure, deepen their self-intimacy, and regulate their nervous system through somatic practices like breathwork and meditation and tantric arts, aka tapping into your sensual goddess and your sexuality. So welcome to the Acoustic You family. Today we have a special guest with us, Ms. Susan Bratton. She is an intimacy and orgasm expert. And in today's episode, we're going to dive deep into the juicy secrets on how to fill the pleasure gap within your relationship, in the bedroom, and how to communicate your needs and desires with ease. We're going to talk about how to tap into your fantasies and how to actually turn your kinks into your reality. And so if your ears are perked up, like make sure you turn the volume up because we're about to get hot and juicy and sweaty up in here. But before we go into today's interview, I want to share an important nugget with you. Vixen has officially relaunched for its second round. And if you're new to the world of central embodiment, Vixen is my signature program. It is a eight-week self-love workshop. You get immediate access to over 20 self-paced modules. You have lifetime and unlimited access to those modules and to the program, which is amazing. And this time around, we're actually going to run it live. So you will actually have two live Zoom calls with me so that we can dissect everything that you're learning inside these modules and help you really integrate what is being taught so that you can truly embody the person who you desire to be. This program is also going to offer you bonuses such as personalized written meditations by me custom curated playlists that you can dance and groove and just tap into your femininity with, as well as you're going to be able to have journal prompts and so much more. So if you're wanting to learn more information about Vixen, go to the show notes, tap the link below. And if you have any other questions, slide into my DMs on Instagram at underscore Cheyenne Williams. Come say hi. Also, one last thing before we really dive in. If you're new and you don't know, I give gift of gratitudes. One way to share this message with the world is by sharing this podcast. So if you love today's episode and you share it on your Instagram, make sure you tag me at underscore Cheyenne Williams and leave a five-star rating and a review. Send a screenshot of your comment to me in my DMs, again, on Instagram at underscore Cheyenne Williams, and you will receive a discount on anything in my world. That includes Vixen. That includes my membership. That even includes private mentorship. So now we can officially dive into today's episode. I love you, and let's go have a kick-ass day. All right. Well, welcome to the Acoustic You podcast. I'm your host, Cheyenne Williams, and today we have Susan Brayton with us 
today. She is absolutely amazing. I love the fact that she stands firm in the conviction of like passion just being ageless. Um, Her superpower is courage. And she is honestly the person you go to when you want to stand firm on human rights and pleasurable connection. So welcome to the show, Susan. Um, I would love for you to kind of just introduce you, introduce yourself and kind of share like how you got started in your work, what you do, and we'll go from there. That's great, darling. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Happy to be here. And I really feel that you and I are kindred spirits in so many ways, holding space for women to move into their pleasure and all of the benefits that it affords us as um, as people who are massively powerful, incredibly intelligent, gorgeously beautiful, fabulously sensual, mm-hmm. and operating on every level at every uh, in every way in our full power. You know, that's, I yeah. think, what I'm trying to do in my lifetime is just really be exactly who I am in, in an unfiltered way and give all of my gifts and take all the pleasure I can. So um, I think you're a hell yes to that, I would imagine. Hell yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Well, let's see, just kind of in a nutshell. So who is Susan Bratton? I uh, am the CEO of two companies. I'm a wife of 32 years. I'm a mother of 26 years. I have a fabulous daughter. Uh, We do. Um, And I I'm a publisher of passionate love making techniques and bedroom communication skills. Mm-hmm. And I also have a sexual vitality supplement company. And one of the areas that I am particularly interested in, there, there's really three things that I like to do the most. One is to teach people how to have super hot sex. And yeah. the kind of sex that I like is what I call heart connected, passionate, mm. conscious lovemaking. I like to say that what I do is transform having sex into making love, Mm -hmm. transforming friction, rubbing your genitals together to get off into connection, deeply intimate, fully surrendered, highly and wildly orgasmic, co-creative pleasure. A lot of the things that I teach could be things you might find in a tantra workshop, but I don't teach tantra. I don't like anyone's constructs. I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. I uh, believe in rainbow sparkle, um, gender identity. I am uh, unable to work with people who are racists. Mm-hmm. I'm in full support of all beings evolution and the caretaking of all of humanity on this earth. And what I like to do is teach people Not only how to achieve their orgasmic potential, which includes opening up our hearts and really loving deeply, along with feeling really, really comfortable about using our our words, our communication, our moans, our sounds as a part of driving more sensuality into our lives and really standing for what we want in every moment. I'll tell you something that I recently discovered, Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm 62 now and I'm having the best sex of my life. And one of the reasons that I think that I am is that I 
I just realized that I have a couple of non-negotiables. And I think these could be very empowering for all of your listeners, no matter what their gender orientation. The first, and I mean, I've got a lot of things that I kind of run my sex life with, if you will, all, mm-hmm. of all of the things that I've learned and taught and the wonderful mentors that, whose work I carry on, which I'm also really, um, I feel very fortunate that I've had a, a number of people who have essentially entrusted me down line with some deep wisdom. Yeah. And uh, one of the things is that I, um, I really give myself time to get into my turn on. You know, we've learned a lot from Emily Nagoski about responsive versus spontaneous desire and how generally our male-bodied partners are more spontaneous than we are, that we're much more responsive, that we need to be seduced toward our pleasure, and that we have as much erectile tissue as our partners, but it takes us 20 minutes rather than one or two minutes to get to that peak arousal that will allow us to feel the most pleasure we possibly can. And that for most of us, we have never even gotten there and sex is over. Mm-hmm. I also don't like the notion that there's sex and foreplay because I think it's a patriarchal construct. I try to get rid of religious and patriarchal constructs, shame, etc., and teach women much more about the matriarchal perspectives on sex. And so one of mine is that I know damn well it takes my body as a woman 20 to 30 minutes to get turned on, even when I'm like super hot for my partner and ready mm-hmm. to go, that my physiologic response systems, literally the little nooks and crannies of all my erectile tissue, take me 20 to 30 minutes to get my lady boner. Yeah. And I have to consciously tell myself to be patient with myself mm-hmm. and to not rush things because it's never as good when I rush as it is when I wait. The second non-negotiable that's going on for me is that when I, um, and I, I love intercourse, and I'd like to talk a little bit about intercourse yeah. with you today. I absolutely love intercourse, but I don't like it when I'm done with it. When I am complete, whether my partner has had an ejaculatory experience or not, mm-hmm. I'm like, babe, I'm done. Get <laughs> out. And that has been a very, that has been a recent thing that's been very empowering for me to just Mm -hmm. be like, look, you can just masturbate if you need to get it, you know, get your nut off. And um, I just had, it just took me, you know, 61 years to get out of that good girl mentality. Like I Mm -hmm. am some receptacle for his pleasure. And I really rail against being what I call a masturbatory sock. Like, I, you know, you can just yeah. masturbate. That's not what I'm here for. You don't need to get off in me. That's not what this is about at all. And things have really shifted for me around my, my orgasm, my intercourse, um, in a big way in the last couple of years. And, and that's something that I'd like to talk to you about. I'm just kind of yeah. drawn to tell you about that today, because I think that that is something that women, we women do struggle with being penetrated too soon. It going mm-hmm. on too long for us, us not understanding that orgasms are a learned skill and we can yeah. easily orgasm from intercourse if we just know what to do. And that Every woman is orgasmically capable of all the different kinds of orgasms and that they mm. all are learned skills. And this yeah. whole idea of activating our, our 
our mind body connection, our vulva or yoni, mm-hmm. you know, mind connection mm-hmm. and orgasmic cross training and expanding our orgasmic potential. I think these things are very, very important things that we women need to learn yes. so that we have more sovereignty, confidence, and boundaries that serve us and ultimately mm-hmm. our partner. Boundaries serve everyone mm-hmm. uh, during lovemaking so that our partners know that we're happy the whole time we're with them instead of wondering if we are. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And there's so many different parts that like I want to touch base on. Let's um, go. Okay. So let's start with the first one. So yeah. as you were talking, the one thing that like really stood out was this idea of opening up your heart space, right? Or like your heart mm-hmm. chakra. Um, yeah. I want to dive deeper into that, right? So like, have you noticed a difference between sex and intercourse and orgasms based off of someone who has it closed versus someone who is willing to open up their heart space? And how can you, or like, what are your practical tips to share on how to actually be willing to open up your heart space if it is unbalanced? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm thinking about as you're asking that question. One, I want to tell you about how the heart works. Another is something I call the heart tongue technique that I want to share with you. And a third is that I want to touch a little bit on neurodivergency Mm -hmm. because I think that plays into things. Um, so let's talk about the first one. Um, one of my mentors, Dr. Deborah Annapol, she's passed away and, uh, she wrote a beautiful book called The Seven Laws of Love. And here's my key takeaway from Dr. Anna Paul's teachings. She worked a lot with Dossie Eaton on Ethical Slut. They did workshops all over the world Mm -hmm. on ethical non-monogamy and all kinds of things. She was a a true innovative leader in the 70s and and 80s and right up through till the 2000s when she passed. Um, Essentially, your heart, if you think about it, it's like, um, it's kind of like a muscle and a door had a baby. Mm-hmm. And muscles require you to use them for them to get strong. And there are about 20% of people who have some genetic SNPs that make it such that if they get betrayed or hurt, they can feel that betrayal like it's a fresh wound every time they think mm-hmm. about it. It's a serotonin pathway genetic SNP. These are unstudied things that are things that I talk about with my genetic researcher weirdo friends. <laughs> because I've noticed over the years, I've been, I've been doing passionate lovemaking techniques for a couple of decades now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's my second career and a much better one in many ways, although very hard because we're censored so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I have found is that People who either have um, insecurely attached childhoods, who have suffered traumas, which you came out of trauma therapy, or who have these kind of things where betrayals are something they just cannot seem to get over. They struggle the most with this. And then there's another group of people in that category. And those are people who are neurodivergent, people who have what I would call low emotional tone. 
Some people are like, I wear my heart on my sleeve. You know, if you say something sweet to me, tears will come to my eyes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm very in my heart. Um, you know, like I'm just this big beating heart. And right. then there are other people for whom they just have more of a lower emotional tone. They love you, but mm -hmm. it doesn't have that same quality. Even though right. they say they love you as much as the person who's like hard on the sleeve person, you know, more yeah. sappy, more, you know, whatever. It feels different. The second thing is that, so, so you're, what you have to do is you have to think, am I, any, am I one of those, you know, could I be in a category where um, it's a little harder for me to access my heart? So I'm, it's a little more scary for me, or it's just mm -hmm. like literally physically more difficult for me to feel those super loving feelings. Yeah. Because it's all, everything is a bell curve in human behavior, as you well know. Mm -hmm. So another thing that I want to feed into this is that um, for a lot of men, especially, but women as well, they haven't connected their genitals to their heart. And what's interesting is that the vagus nerve, which is our, you know, our, our, our sympathetic nervous system, mm -hmm. it, it really, it's our parasympathetic nervous system. What it really does in, in the female body is it goes right down into our womb, where in the male body, it doesn't attach to that penis prostate system. Mm -hmm. And so there's like that last mile that is a, that a man has to, or a male bodied person has to think about, they have to actively generate more effort toward the mm -hmm. neural pathways to connect their cock to their heart. Mm. They have to actively do it in a way that for women, we have a little more wiring there that allows us to kind of feel our love in our genitals. Mm. And I find that that's quite an interesting thing where a lot, for a lot of men who feel like sex is flat for them, I say to them, you got to connect the heart to the cock. And then I say to them, when you're making love to a woman and you're inside her, when she's enveloped you, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm moving from she's penetrated when you've penetrated her to she's enveloped you. Mm, I love that. I like that language better. Yeah. I want you to imagine that your cock is not a piston, which is what you think about it as, bam, 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 right. bam. What I want you to think about it as is a heart tongue. I want, I want to feel your heart beating in mm -hmm. your, man, your manhood. I want, I want to feel it in my womb. And I want you, instead of thinking about it like you have to go in and out, because our vaginas are like a little balloon. They are a little neck that opens to a cave. The cave has a little dimple at the top. Mm -hmm. And it's literally a, like a flat pocket. It's not an inside out penis. So it's not what we, what we don't need. <laughs> like you see on porn. Yeah. That's, that's the patriarchal view of sex. That's okay. Mm -hmm. This is my sword in your sheath. What we want is for you to use your penis like a tongue in our, in our vaginal cave. Mm. And we don't want you to just lick the skin. We want you to lick through the skin to the meat of our seat. 
you know, <laughs> the yeah. base of us, the core of us. We want to feel it, the pressure. Just, mm -hmm. I, I use a, a massage technique called effleurage. Effleurage is when you don't rub the skin, but you rub the tissue under the skin. And that's how I want you to use your penis inside me. I want you to lick every part of the cave with the beating heart tongue. Mm. And let me feel you moving around and let me meet you in that. And let's ride that together. Let's move from yeah. this friction in and out, in and out, in and out. Yes, I mean, sometimes I like a slide. I like a glide. I like a, a little shaky, shaky. Mm -hmm. I like a little rhythm, you know, right. I want that too. But that's not all I'm looking for. I want my entire vaginal cavern to be activated and feel your love. So yes. feeling more love takes practice. It takes allowing it. It takes not being afraid of it. And I'll tell you that the more you love and the more you open your heart and the more you use that muscle, when that love goes away, it fucking mm -hmm. hurts a lot. But you'll recover. Except if you're one of those people who can't get over betrayal. It's going to hurt like a fresh pain every time it happens. But the thing is that you live through it. You sustain it. Mm -hmm. And so you can't be afraid to love because you're going to get your heart broken. You have to love and keep loving and love more and love more people and love everything and be in love. Yeah. Because once you realize that there's so much bonus extra love to have, then a little love lost here and there doesn't rock your world as much as you think it will. Mm -hmm. So those are some of my early thoughts on what you asked me. Yeah. And it, it's honestly great that you share those things because especially the part where you're like, you're not going to be able, like, you're not going to open up to it if you're stuck on the betrayal, right? Because right. I feel like a lot of clients, they come to me and like, that's what they're fixated on is, well, he hurt me. They did this. They did that. And it's like, they're not willing to one, take responsibility of how they played a role into it. But two, like, they're not willing to like, forgive. And it's like, not let necessarily of like, go. forgetting it. But yeah, like, let it Jesus. go. And yeah, so let it go. Yeah. And so like, with that, like, right, like, with the individuals who continue to hold on to the betrayal, how do or how would you, I guess, recommend for them to be able to like get over it? Like, for instance, like let's say they had a partner who cheated on them, right? Like, some women, when they go to have intercourse with their partner, like they're gonna think about them banging oh, somebody sure. else. Like, how yeah. would you? I guess, forgive that betrayal in order to really have the intercourse with your partner that you're supposed to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Um, that cheating stuff is, um, it's a, it's a difficult situation because um, there's so many reasons that someone could be with someone else. And mm -hmm. a lot of times it has nothing to do with the person who got cheated on. Yeah. It's that other person's, you know, their bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, but it hurts a lot. And I understand that it makes people feel very insecure. And um, I think you said you teach EMDR, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think EMDR, <laughs> honestly, is, I think EMDR is honestly one of the very, very best 
techniques that a person who has trouble moving through things can do because it gives them an immediate, when they begin that tapping, it gives them, them an immediate physiologic reset mm-hmm. that they really need to know that technique. I think EMDR is, what you're already doing is one of the best things you can do. And the other thing is to train, to, to help people train themselves to just mm-hmm. let it go and move to the forward. So many people get stuck in the backward and then they just waste and squander their life. I mean, like, honestly, maybe you should just go out and help some homeless people instead of, you know, stewing in your own juices all afternoon. You know, it's just yeah. like, get moving, move forward, mm-hmm. get out of your head and into the world. Think about something creative. Get up and go work out. Get on your bicycle. Go in nature. Tap the shit out of yourself. You know, like (laughs) don't just sit there stewing because it's getting you nowhere. You are frittering away your life stuck where you are. Mm -hmm. But I also understand that, you know, I, for some reason, am one of those people who has trained myself to forgive and forget. When mm-hmm. if I start to dwell on the past, I'm like, oh, let it go. And and I mean, maybe I always I always try to think about what my epitaph might be. My daughter's is, I'm doing it. My <laughs> husband's is up for anything. And I jokingly say that mine is, she had a lot to say. But I also think that let that shit go is a very good one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because then you're just constantly making new trysts with life. You're opening your heart. You're trying again. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, I fucked that up. All right. So what? Forget. Forget. (laughs) Move on. Tap, 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 tap. (laughs) And I mean, like, seriously, it has to be that simple. And like, you also have to make jokes with it, right? Like, that's the one thing that I love. And and one thing that I teach is like, falling in love with your shadows, right? Turning jokes into it. It's like, oh my gosh, of course, I'm having limiting beliefs around that. Like, oh my gosh, of course, I'm not going to forget about that, right? But it's like, turning the light or shining the light in the darkness and like falling in love with that part of you, because it's not going to change. So it's like, are you going to continue to just like, roll around in the mud and like, wallow in your self-pity or are you going to be like okay like this shit happens and like I gotta move on with my life right yes and that's what I'm starting like that's what I'm hearing from you is like relationship values but also the way you value yourself is like the core of what you teach but also is like the core of like how to just live an authentic fun life and so how do you identify with your own, but also like navigate that alignment in your relationships, in your life and in the bedroom. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. So uh, you mentioned relationship values and Mm -hmm. I need to send you my workbook, Relationship Magic. It's probably one of my best selling, most downloaded books that I've written and I've written 44. And um, it's it's a workbook. You can get it at myrelationshipmagic.com as a PDF. And you can buy it on Amazon, but it's cheaper at MyRelationshipMagic.com. I'll send you one, Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. And what it essentially does is it walks you through what it is that you want out of a relationship. It was Mm. interesting. Um, I told you I was just down in uh, Los Angeles where you are. I was in Hollywood and I was on the Lisa Lisa Bilyeu's show, Women of Impact. And the very first question she asked me was, 
And I thought it was such a good question. Nobody ever asked me this question. She said, um, what if you have really good chemistry with someone, but you're not sure if you're in that re- staying in that relationship just for the chemistry, mm. maybe they're not really the right person for you. How would you know? Like, how can you separate the chemistry of your desire from whether or not they're a good partner? You yeah. Know, like maybe you're going to put up with too much bullshit because the sex is so good. What do you do? And I said, Mm -hmm. that's a super easy answer. I understand what my top relationship values are. And so I know when they've been breached or they're not honored or my partner's Mm -hmm. not giving me what I need to be in relationship with them. And my top relationship values, my number one is security. My number two is freedom. Mm -hmm. I want you to totally take care of me and let me do whatever the hell I want. And you know what? My boyfriend and my husband do that for me. Um, I need honesty, 110% truthiness, mm. and just lay it all on me. I can handle anything. And I need you to be that way too. I just don't want to live in artifice. I don't want to filter what I say. I want to be loved for exactly who I am. Mm. And I won't have to worry if I'm totally myself in a completely unfiltered way because I'm a damn fine woman. So if, yeah. you, if I'm not your cup of tea, that's cool. Let's not spend any time. Let's not hang out. I just hang out with the people that love who I am. Yeah. And then my fourth, there are really two for me. And so it's really like I kind of have five relationship values, even <laughs> though I often say four will get you 80% of the way. My other two, number one of them is variety. I mm-hmm. do not tread the same ground twice, which I think is why it's easy for me to be like, let that shit go because yeah. we're going this way. I don't need to go back there. I just go on this way. And so I like that. But my other one is passion. I need super hot sex. And that wasn't always the case for me. It wasn't until I was 42 and began to go, wow, sex is not serving me. I need to figure this shit out because I'm about (laughs) to get divorced because I don't even want to fuck my husband anymore. What, Mm -hmm. what's the deal? How do I get good sex that I want to have? And so my husband's, relationship values and my boyfriend's relationship values are totally different. Men typically don't even think about security because they are the predators and they walk the world safely with all that testosterone (laughs) coursing through their system where we are the prey and we have to worry and we have estrogen Mm. minds. We don't have testosterone minds, you know? So we're we're thinking about a million things. We have a hard time getting out of our head and into our body. Yeah. Um, They're, you know, we're the multitaskers and they're like the, oh, can't you see I'm doing something? Don't talk to me right now, you know? (laughs) love them for doing that. I mean, they really are goal oriented, right? (laughs) So I think when you understand your relationship values, then you can begin to ask for what you need, tell your partner Mm -hmm. how you want them to be in relationship with you. And Mm -hmm. they can meet your needs and make you feel the feels you want to feel in that relationship with them. Otherwise, they're flying blind or they're treating you like, you know, they want you to treat them. And that's why I always say that relationship values help you move from the golden rule, which is do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. You don't mm-hmm. want to treat your partner the way you want to be treated. That'd be treating him. That'd be treating your dude like a lady. Uh, you know, if you're in a if you're in a cisgendered heterosexual pair bond, right? <laughs> which you know, most of us are, but not all. And I like it all. I like all the sparkles. But um, I think that's really really helpful is to get very clear. So the relationship magic workbook. 
um, has been such a boon for so many singles and couples to really understand what do I need to do to make you feel like you are in the best relationship of your of your life here these six things this is what I need okay I can do that that's are you kidding that's easy you know (laughs) yeah and like so let's dive into that let's tread that water like you mentioned husband boyfriend knowing your desires, communicating your desires, all the things. So many women, they believe that like the kinks or the fantasies they have, like they have shame around them, right? They have guilt around them. They shouldn't be having those things, especially if they're moms, right? Or if they're married, God forbid, they have a fantasy about having sex with somebody else. Like how do you communicate those desires and what you really want in your sex life to your partner And what would you do if they don't agree with what your desires are? Like if they're not willing to give you what you want, or if you're not willing to give your partner what they want, how do you navigate around that? Well, usually what I say is um, I like stealth techniques. I like the ones where you don't even know it's happening until it's done. And it's like, oh, that was fun. (laughs) Sometimes confrontation isn't the way to do it. Sometimes just Mm -hmm. head on doesn't get you as far as being a sidewinder. And often, well, the first one is, I'm a mom, so I can't be a slutty whore. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, mommy, be a slutty whore. Right, I and have kids as being many crude. slutty whores as we <laughs> possibly can have. So, um, you know, your sexuality is part of your zest for life. And I yeah. can't tell you how many people complain to me. My parents never had, you know, were never intimate. My parents mm-hmm. never were affectionate. My parents never talked to me about sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, if you're lucky enough to have children and you wanted them, um, then you you should d- demonstrate affection and sensuality and pleasure yes. with your children yeah. around. And what happens behind closed doors is behind closed doors, you're two consenting adults. You should be, uh, you know, really enjoying a lot of variety of your sexuality. Mm-hmm. One of the things I put together, and I'm going to, I'm going to show you my sidewinder technique, but one of the things that I put together recently, you know, I've written hundreds of pleasuring techniques and orgasm skills and, you know, everything, how to have throat gasms from giving a guy a blow job, you know, like everything. <laughs> And uh, we are all capable of all these things. And I've written a lot Mm -hmm. of bedroom communication skills, um, kind of in an ascension model. What's the first thing you should learn? The second thing you should learn? Mm -hmm. The third thing? So you can have the quality of communication in the bedroom that Mm -hmm. makes your sex life so fun that you have a better sex life than anybody you know. And then I realized what people really want beyond just the skills and the techniques is they want what I like to call erotic play days. What most people complain about in their relationship is actually that they're bored. And that's because they find one path to orgasm and they just stick with it rather than doing Mm -hmm. orgasmic cross training. Um, And they just get, get tired of it. And so I put together something I call the sex life bucket list. Mm. It has 48 erotic play dates and wow. it's at sexlifebucketlist.com. And mm-hmm. it's, you get a PDF that you can download 
then, and each of the 48 items has a, a little line next to it. And you write it in an A, a B, or a C. A is, oh, this is definitely going on my bucket list. <laughs> B, I want, I want to do this with you, daddy. This is happening. B is, this is happening. This is happening Thursday. Um, B is, it wouldn't be for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this necessarily, but if you want it, let's go. Yeah. And C is, it's not for me right now. Never say mm-hmm. never because your, your maturation, your personal growth, your sexual growth, they are all improving and getting better if you're intentional about them. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, someone, someone who, let's say person A, they kind of squander their sex life. They don't learn anything new. They never get over their traumas. They never learn how to communicate. They stay kind mm-hmm. of in the dark, in their shame or in their lack of attention person. And so, so they, you know, like they, they stop having sex when they're, you know, well, I can't have kids anymore. So I'm not gonna have sex anymore. And then I'm in a yeah. sexless marriage. My husband is fucking pissed, but I don't care. Yeah. Cause I don't want to have sex with him. You know, like that whole thing that you hear about yeah. all the time. There's person B who's like, I love my sexuality. I stand for my sexuality. My sexuality is mine. I own mm-hmm. it and I want to mm-hmm. keep making it better. And it fuels my creativity and my passion and it puts a spring in my step. And not only that, mm-hmm. when I get to be 80 or 90 years old, I'm the one that looks 10 years younger than all my peers and lives 10 years longer because I've had all that oxytocin, all that hormone cascade, mm-hmm. all those neuro, good feel good neurotransmitters. I'm pumping all that serotonin. Mm-hmm. I've had these wonderful brain, you know, oxygenation, orgasmic blasts coming all the time. And, you know, I've, I've reset my nervous system and I've grounded my body and, you know, I feel loved and supported and desired my whole life. And I look, I look young. I feel good. I had a great life. And a big part of it was because I had hot sex all the time. Like A person, B person, let's go B, right? Right. And, um, so the erotic play dates are really fun because one, if, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a partner and many of them you can do as a solo pleasurer. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like you can't have your own sex life bucket list because you can, you can do a G spot awakening. You can do lingerie photo shoots with yourself. You can do, there's yeah. a lot of things you can do on there. Yeah. And so I would say sex life bucket list is really one of the ways that you can start to teach your partner and they may be the more reticent one to try some new things. That's a way to get the conversation going. And then the second Mm. thing that I recommend is that you either you tell your partner some dirty stories while you're making love with them. Like, for example, my husband, I love to get on him and ride his big D while I tell him a super dirty fantasy. He's very auditory and he mm-hmm. loves to hear the stories while I'm taking him to the edge, to the edge, to the mm-hmm. edge, to the edge, to the edge. I mean, he's basically just like a puddle in the bed when I am done with him. And when you do, when you either say, I'm going to tell you a fantasy fantasy while Mm -hmm. I give you a lingam massage or while I ride you or whatever. Or you say, I want you to tell me a fantasy while you're giving me a yoni massage. Mm -hmm. And I want it to be where we go to this spanking workshop and we learn exactly where to spank and 
how to do it and how to move the, you know, sensation and um, how long to do it and all this stuff. And we're on this, you know, liberator um, couch and, you know, there's a few people watching us and we're like the demo model and everybody's getting really turned on. And mm. I just get so excited because you're spanking me and you're just, the way your hand is landing on just the right spots and the way you're mm -hmm. smoothing my butt and how everyone can see my butt getting red. That just is getting me more and more turned out. Whatever. I'm like, I'm literally right. making some. I'm just literally making something up. But um, that, you know, whatever your thing is, um, you tell them the story. And then all of a sudden, they're picturing it in their mind. They're hearing how it could be so sexy. They're hearing what a great job they're doing, doing it, which is what, if, especially if you're a female trying to get a male to do something, they're mostly afraid they'll screw up. Because mm. men live in a pecking order. They don't, they're not like us women. We, we women, we work together. We're mm -hmm. team players. We, we fix each other's crowns. We raise each other up. We shine yeah. the light on each other. That's just how women are. Yeah. Men are the opposite. It's a pecking order. It's if, if you lose, I win. I'm winning, mm -hmm. but you got to lose. It's always like that with guys. So if they feel like they're going to lose, they won't even try it. And so mm -hmm. often the only reason someone is against trying something is they think that it's going to demean them, diminish them. They'll be made a fool of. They'll do mm -hmm. it wrong. They won't live up to your, your, you know, your desire. They'd never heard about it. They don't know what to do. It's all fear mm -hmm. and ignorance. and a big old healthy heaping spoonful of shame and religious yeah. repression stir all that in yeah. and that's what you're that's what you're dealing with right so it's like mm -hmm. why this isn't shameful how come so many couples love it what do you find about it that's sexy how would you like it to happen once you get into that level of detail your partner's going to be like i might okay. i might be able to give you a spanking mommy you know <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I think that's like the important part is being able to like, like I said, have fun with it, but also like going into a way that isn't making it like you have to do it or it's not going to work. Right. And that's what I hear. Like, as you were talking about it, is this like, they're either going to say yes, or they're going to say no, either way, mm -hmm. like you at least communicated rather than being like, well, they're not going to do it. So like, I'm just going to, I'm not going to bring it up. Right. Because you don't know if you don't know. And so when you are like having those conversations or when you are having those desires and fantasies, and you've mentioned like the different types of orgasms, how do you, like, how do those all play into understanding like your love language. Like for instance, I talk about how you can use the five love languages to amplify your sex life, right? Like if you focus on physical touch, obviously spanking, grabbing, kissing, hugging, holding are going to be like the way you orgasm the most, right? Like if you are into words of affirmation, yeah. Storytelling, like you were mentioning, telling them they're doing great, moaning, all those things are going to make them have an orgasm based off of that. Like do you notice those things when you're working with clients or in the work that you do and how those love languages 
amplify your sex life and how do they navigate to the different types of orgasms like emotional orgasm, physical orgasm, mental orgasm. Yeah. Uh, Here's the thing I think about the love languages. I like them all. And I think a lot of people think that when they're faced with the five love languages, they kind of have to pick their favorite and that's their love language or what have you. And I actually think that when you're trying to exercise that heart muscle, um, it's best to do all five of them. Mm. One of the things that I think is probably the most important is that most women really appreciate adoration and encouragement, verbal encouragement. Whereas our male bodied partners generally really appreciate knowing they've done a good job and that you respect them. Yeah. So when you're thinking about the words, the verbal piece, that's what I would focus on sexually. The Mm -hmm. second thing is that a lot of women feel that their men grab them by the "Eh, eh," too much. (laughs) You know, they're just like Mm -hmm. grabbing their butt, grabbing their boob, grabbing their crotch, grabbing too many grabbings. Mm -hmm. And women need that because we're more responsive, like guys are doing that because they want us to grab them by the package. Guys want, this is one of the things that I teach men a lot. And that is this notion of what I call the bullseye touch technique. The bullseye touch technique, most guys, because they're testosterone dominant and they're quick, they have fast acting blood flow to their penises. They're ready to go. Mm-hmm. They wake up with a morning erection. They're just, they're just turned on. They masturbate every day. They're just like ready to go. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And we appreciate that about them. When we're finally ready, they are ready, which is yeah. fantastic. The problem is that they don't live in our body and they don't understand that because we're more responsive in our desire, we don't want to be grabbed like that all the time. We want to be held. We want our hair to be, you know, stroked. We want our cheeks to be kissed, our eyelids to be kissed, our shoulders to be rubbed. We want our backs and our butts to re- to be rubbed and our breasts and our bellies to be rubbed. You know, we're really like little mm. kitty cats. We need a lot of petting. <laughs> Yeah. And and except the days when we are a lioness and we're just ready to pounce on them and Mm -hmm. ravish them. And they love those days, but those days are not as frequent as the kitty cat days. Yeah. So I tell guys, we women, if you think about a bullseye, you've got to go start with the outside ring first. Don't go for the creamy center right away. Mm -hmm. We need a lot of full body touch. We need foot massages, shoulder rubs. We need you to slowly work from the outside, our periphery, Mm -hmm. in to our creamy center. And for women, I say, just put your hand on his dick right away. That is what calms him down. He Mm -hmm. needs you to go for the creamy center, even if all you're doing is just holding it. One of my favorite um, kind of like warm up types of lovemaking recommendations is to lie on your sides face to face in bed, have him hold you in one arm, put the pillow on top of it so you're comfortable, mm-hmm. put his penis in your hand with some nice oil. Oh, and I want to sh- I want to send you some. I am a new spokesperson. I went to this company called Foria and I said, I want to be your spokesperson and I want to tell you about it and send you some. Um, I want to tell you about the 
awakening oil, this fantastic of theirs, but um, put his penis in your hand, kiss, have him pleasure your breasts, and just stroke and play with his penis a little bit. He needs that to ground himself because he is like <sighs> inside all the time waiting, yeah. you know, like just like, ah, all the time. And so it just calms him down and it slows him down. And so I say to guys, number one sex technique, slow down, slow down some more, slow down some more, slow down some more. Bullseye touch technique work from the outside in. Mm -hmm. Give her a lot of verbal encouragement and tell her you adore her and how sexy she is. She needs that. You don't. So these are some of the common things that for men, they're like, wow, okay, I can do it. You know? yeah. yeah, right. It's, it's that simple. <laughs> no, and like, it's amazing that you say that because that's part of the work that I do is like, I do focus on Tantra and emphasize on the Tantra and the teachings with Tantric arts. And yeah. that's honestly like the best way to regulate your nervous system is by calming down. And so mm -hmm. one of the practices, and I would love to hear like your feedback on this, if you do it, is sure. I encourage my clients to, if they do have a partner, to like kind of sit on the bed, on the floor, whatever, but like straddling their partner to where they're like hugging mm -hmm. with their arm, their legs wrapped around yeah. each other. Yab, yab, and yab. yeah. And then like yeah. eye gazing, because I feel yeah. like that's one intimate factor that a lot of people are uncomfortable with is just being able to like look in each other's eyes and yeah. like really use that as a way of like communicating is just through the eyes and then noticing your nervous system and your heart like calming down. And so many times when they do that, they're like, oh, we had the best sex ever. And it's like, yeah, yeah like you guys were calm. You were right. Your heart chakra was open. Like your sacral energy was high. Like, of course, it's going to be amazing. And so I would kind of love to hear your feedback if you've ever experienced that or what your thoughts are around having like a regulated nervous system going into the bedroom. Yeah. Well, I think the um, eye gazing in Yab Yum is such a beautiful tantric practice and so sweet and special. Um, the other one that I often recommend is something that I call the soulmate embrace. And, you know, one of the things that's important to understand, remember when I was talking about my two non-negotiables and the first one mm -hmm. was like my Ernest and Julio Gallo, I will make no wine before it's time. I will have yeah. no sex before I'm juicy and ready to go. Um and being patient with myself, like I actually have to tell myself, just be patient. She's going to mm -hmm. get there. You know, it just takes, it takes, it takes a minute. Yeah. Um, and I really like to start out um, lovemaking with a yoni massage because it really helps me get fully engorged. So I've got mm -hmm. my own, you know, erectile function and there's more surface yeah. area sending more signals of pleasure to the brain. So I think that that's very important. But I often also like to start just by being held. And that really co-regulates the nervous system as well. And so I put together this little, this is another thing that I often teach couples how to do, and it's called the Soulmate mm -hmm. Embrace. It's at soulmateembrace.com. You can download it. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I put this kind of like little checklist for the male partner because they don't want to read things. They just are like, tell me what to do. 
Yeah. And so it has to be bullet points for guys. And so like, I think it's one of the pages in there, maybe it's like page seven or something. It's like, just, you could literally print that out and give it to him and go, do this to me. Mm-hmm. And what you'll find is that it gets you out of your head. It gets you into your body. It co-regulates your nervous systems. It gets your breathing and mm-hmm. heart syncopated. It gets you relaxing so you can begin to climb the arousal ladder. Women, when, when guys are like, twisting our knobs and pushing our buttons to get us turned on, you know, like they're doing us instead of being with us. Mm-hmm. We can't get turned on because we're not relaxed. We're getting driven too hard. That's mm-hmm. very similar to when women say, well, I can only have one orgasm and then I am done. And I'm like, well, that's because you're driving yourself too hard and you blew out your nervous system. You need mm-hmm. to go slower and softer and start to begin to feel the softest and lightest of touches because literally you can think yourself to orgasm. You don't even need touch. Mm-hmm. But if you go lighter and lighter and activate more of your vulva and vagina, you'll just be able to start coming and then you'll be able to take that moment of orgasm and extend the time of the climax and then you'll be able to have mm-hmm. multiple of those orgasms and then you'll be able to have expanded orgasms which essentially are kind of like quantum orgasms they're like they get better and they go longer and you just keep feeling more mm-hmm. and more pleasure it's like big wave riding yeah. all learn skills so I would say the soulmate embrace is one of those types of te- techniques like yab yam with eye gazing. That is also mm-hmm. a real fundamental, helpful thing for guys to slow down and drop in and get present, which is what they struggle with. Women to get out of their minds and into their bodies and slow mm-hmm. down and for the couple to kind of just like... You know, take a yeah. breather for a take a minute. Yeah, I love that, and I'd love to like shift directions real quick because one of the things you said sure. is being able to like think your way to orgasm, yeah. right? And so many people like don't even think that's possible, and it's amazing that you said that because I've actually created a signature proven technique called release and relax, where it's a breath work technique, so you're able to drop into your body. But the end result is having a physical orgasm. And I teach that in my containers and in my one-on-one mentorship programs. And I wanted to kind of like hear your thoughts around that is, do you, I know you say like you could think your way to orgasm, Mm -hmm. but like, what is the difference between, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, do you believe you have to be able to pleasure yourself first in order to communicate your desires and your needs and what you really want in the bedroom? Or do you think that you can discover that through partnership by itself? You can do either or both. Um, the way that someone, the way that someone pleasures you to orgasm will be different than the way you pleasure yourself to orgasm. So they're two different Mm -hmm. paths. You want to think about it like, um, I've got all these parts and they're all able to be orgasmically activated. So whether it's my mons and my outer labia or my inner labia or the vestibule or the clitoral hood or the clitoral shaft and tip or in, you know, the entrance to my vagina, my perineum, uh, inside my vagina on the roof where the urethral sponges are G-spot, on the bottom where the perineal sponge is, 
the whole internal cave, the cervix, beyond the cervix, all of that tissue can be activated to be orgasmic. Mm -hmm. I can be orgasmic going down on a dildo or a penis and have throat gasms. I can have kissing gasms. I can have orgasm after orgasm after orgasm from nipple and breast stimulation. Mm -hmm. I can have foot gasms if they're done well. I can have belly gasms from um, you know, kind of like squeezing the erectus abdominis. Um, I can have expanded orgasms. I can have female ejaculatory orgasms. I can have G-spot orgasms. I can have, um, uh, what are some of the other ones? Um, oh, uh, objects of desire, orgasms with different toys, different types of stimulation, mm -hmm. vibration, licking, thrusting, pulsating, air stimulation. You know, there's all those kinds of things. Uh, paddling, sensation play, um, uh, restraint, blindfolding. Um, you know, there's just so many types mm -hmm. of paths to orgasm, including pussy breathing, you know, and those kind. you know, the breath work. Yeah. Um, uh, conjoined trans states, uh, orgasmic meditation, you know, it's, the list goes on and on and on of mm -hmm. paths to pleasure. And so really it's just sometimes pleasure yourself, sometimes be pleasured by your partner, but just keep expanding the pathways to your brain of all yeah. these parts and ideas. And you'll just start becoming this incredible comer. That's amazing. And I want to rewind real quick to the orgasm meditation that you talked about. Do yeah, you believe meditation. that you can manifest through orgasm? Or do you think that sex magic is kind of just this woo-woo thing that like doesn't really exist? I have not necessarily practiced sex magic per se. I own the book. Um <laughs> But I have had an orgasmic meditation practice for two decades. Mm -hmm. And that is a very, very light clitoral stroking technique that puts me into um, a kind of an orgasmic trance state with my partner, a conjoined trance state wherein I have felt uh, a palpable connection to source, to Gaia, to all living things. Mm -hmm. um, a connection to you, to every being. Um, so it is definitely a, a meditative orgasm is a meditative pathway to source. Some people call it God. I don't like the word God because it's too tangled up in all that religious patriarchy yeah. for me. Um, so that is, that is something that I have experienced. Now, as far as manifesting, I am one hell of a manifester. Love that. I have manifested an incredible life full of joy and pleasure and love. That doesn't mean that bad shit doesn't happen to me. It does. Right. But it happens to everybody. So mm -hmm. I like to think about what it is I want. And I'm very careful about asking the universe for things because she's extremely responsive to me. She really will give me things faster than I'm ready for them. Mm -hmm. So I have to be very specific about things. And I have to be willing to take them when she gives them to me and recognize that that's what that was. 
Mm. And be more succinct in what I really want and what I don't want. Mm-hmm. And like I was talking earlier about how I'd never want to have to filter who I am, that mm-hmm. I want you to love me for who I really am. I want you to know the essential Susan Bratton. And mm. I am cool if you don't like me. I'm okay with that. I'm not your cup of tea. I'm not your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But those who I am surrounded with, they 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 dig the shit out of me. And I think that the combination of being true to myself and really deeply knowing what I want, what's right for me, and the things I don't want as much, and moving toward the things that I want and really focusing on making them happen, mm-hmm. um, that's been a winning success for me. And I am definitely orgasm-powered. But I think the mm-hmm. orgasm power is really just having, being good in bed. I'll tell you when I really noticed it. When I was about 42 and I was struggling in my marriage, I didn't want to have sex with my husband. It was shitty for me. I never had an orgasm from intercourse and I fucked him for 12 years. And I was oh, just wow. like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And he was like, well, maybe she's a lesbian. Maybe there's something wrong with her. And I was just like, avoiding him for sex and he was miserable and he was having an affair on the side to get his needs Mm -hmm. met and you know all that stuff and then we we were like look let's all our friends are getting divorced and we know it's not money because we're all employed it's sex let's try and Mm -hmm. fix it for ourselves and we started taking tantra workshops and we started taking or expanded orgasm workshops and you know all these different sex workshops human awareness Mm -hmm. institute the seven levels of high you know we've done all this work. We did Tony Robbins. We walked on fire. We went to therapy. We just like did all the things. Yeah. And what really helped for me very early on was number one, really getting in touch with my own genitals, looking at them for like the first time in my life. You know, mm-hmm. just like really the the yoni massages, the expanded orgasm yeah. practice, that stuff. And then awakening my G-spot and really releasing all the armor from all the trauma and abuse that I had had. Mm. Everything from getting pregnant the first time I had intercourse to sexual abuse as a child to shitty, shitty sex most of my life from people who Mm -hmm. had no idea what they were doing and I had no idea what I was doing. You know, all that stuff just was so built up in there. Mm -hmm. And then learning how to Stop dissociating during sex and stay present, learning how to get present, feel comfortable with my body, feel my yoni, start to have orgasms, de-armor my Mm G-spot, and then learn to ejaculate. And I'll tell you something. All the stuff that I did was fantastic. But once I started squirting my heart out, once I started taking up space in my sex life, once I started making a mess quote unquote Mm -hmm. once I started like really owning full receiving and expression of my feminine waters my divine nectar Mm -hmm. and just like soak in the bed um then all of a sudden it was like this tap root grew out of my pussy and shot into the center of the 
earth. And all of a sudden, I just felt so grounded and strong and sovereign and empowered. And that's when I was like, we need to teach everybody in the world this stuff. We need to start a company and put this stuff on the internet because not everybody can afford to spend the 30 grand we spent going to all these workshops Mm -hmm. and doing all this therapy. And uh, that's how, that's what begat personal life media. And our female liquid orgasm program, our expand her orgasm tonight program, our male multiple orgasm program, decades we've been teaching these techniques and we've helped, you know, intimacy expert to millions. We've helped millions of people in the privacy of their own home Mm -hmm. discover the magic of our bodies and our heart connection to self and other and all. I love that. And as we wrap up, I want to ask you one last question is you, every, all the work that you're doing, right. is absolutely amazing. And it aligns so much with the work that I do, which I just love it. Cause you're like giving me like inspiration of like, yes, keep going. But like how, at least I've experienced like the pushback around the stigma of like doing sex work, right? Focusing Mm -hmm. on sensuality. You mentioned earlier in the episode about like being open about sensuality with your kids, right? Like that Mm -hmm. is a very polarizing topic. Like how have you navigated through the waters of judgment and through the waters of people having shame around the type of work that we do? Um, And how have you like, kept going to create the empire that you've created today. Yeah. I always say that my superpower is courage. Mm. I'm a Leo. I'm lion hearted. I can see that. Even when I was a little girl, (laughs) even when I was a little girl, I was the little girl that was like speaking up for all the other kids. Mm -hmm. Like, this is bullshit. Here's why, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think, It was number one, it was that, that I was, maybe I had a natural proclivity for, um, and my mother really gave me a lot of confidence as a a young woman and Mm -hmm. really told me, you know, you're smart, you're incredible, don't let anyone hold you back, you know? So I had some good, I had a a natural, a natural and a a familially supported Mm self-confidence. And my husband has always supported me. He's always been the wind beneath my wings. He's always Mm. been like, baby, you're just so incredible. Get out there. Get yeah. do it, be it. Mm-hmm. And so I've had a lot of support. So I think you can only do so much yourself. You need to feel supported, whether it's in a peer group or it's with your family mm-hmm. or your partner or all of them, you know? My daughter is so proud of who I am. Yeah. She's so proud of me. I love that. And when she was little, she was like, what should I tell people you guys do? Because she knew what we did. <laughs> right. Even when she was little. And we said, just tell them we're in publishing. <laughs> she goes, okay, I can do that. But um, she would rather have us as her parents than any other parents yeah. in the world. Because yeah. um, she just really... We're, we are crusaders for mm-hmm. you know heart connection and pleasure. What the hell's wrong with that? I mean, right. we just can't let religious repression and the patriarchy and all the bullshit that's going on in the world, all of the racism, all of the you know climate mm-hmm. denial, every all that fuckery. Yeah, we have to rail against it. 
Yeah. Preach. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Um, one last thing before I absolutely let you go is where can listeners learn more about you? Do you, are you on social media, websites, things like that? Oh God, I've got a social media team, Cheyenne. Are you kidding me? But (laughs) I want to show you one more thing. (laughs) I want to show you one more thing. Um, I'm going to hold this up. This is, I'm going to send some of this to you. You are going to love this so much. This is my new pleasure protocol from Foria. It's at pleasureprotocol.com. So if you're Mm -hmm. listening and you're like, where do I get mine? You get it at pleasureprotocol.com. And I'll put all of it in the show notes. This is the very first part is a little, it's called a melt. And these melts are made from cacao butter and CBD and they smell wonderful and they go inside the vagina and they also have booty melts, which are fantastic. Okay. Okay. And you put that in and it kind of coats the canal and Mm -hmm. makes it supple and wonderful because Mm. it's honestly hard to get lube up inside there. And so by popping in the melt and letting it coat, it makes intercourse wonderful and anal pleasuring exquisite. And then you take their intimacy oil and you just need a drop or two, boop, boop, and you rub it on the vulva, on the outside. So the mons, the outer labia, inner labia, vestibule, clitoral area, perineal area. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it's it's MCT oil, which is great for your brain, by the way, MCT, mm-hmm. CBD, and botanicals that start that vulva mind connection. So you're awakening, it's called awaken, awakening the mm-hmm. pleasure. Your, your mind all of a sudden is like, Oh, my yoni feels like, mm, yeah, no, no. <laughs> it does that. And then the third piece is for the glide. Have as much glide as you want, depending on how lubricated you right. are or whatever. You add the glide, which is called their sex oil. And this has absolutely transformed my lovemaking. I used to use organic avocado oil for it. And now I find that to just be like, disappointing compared to how pleasurable <laughs> the pleasure protocol is. And one of the things that I love about it is that it it works off of phytocannabinoids. The cannabinoids on uh, the hemp plant mimic mm-hmm. our body's own endocannabinoid system. And we have those cannabinoid receptors in the tissue and in our brain. And it actually is a part of our limbic and pleasure healing system. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. particularly wonderful for women who are like, I can't really feel a lot, or I feel numb, or I feel a lot of shame, or I feel mm-hmm. some pain, or for women who are in midlife who are like, it's so dry. I'm so dry, I'm struggling to lubricate, my vaginal tissue is thinning. It, it really runs the gamut for all bodies to really luxuriously activate them and moisten them and make them feel Mm -hmm. incredible. So when we end the show, I'll get your address and I'll have some sent to you. And for you listeners, I really want to encourage you to go check out the pleasure protocol because it is, it's really going to heighten your solo pleasuring and partner pleasuring. And then um, where you can find me, you can sign up for my sex tips newsletter at betterlover.com. Or you can opt into any of those other links that I drop. That's going to also get you on my Mm -hmm. newsletter. So that if you have any questions anytime for me, you are welcome to reply to any email you get from me and I will personally respond. I get all the replies. 
myself. I've got a team of 20 people working in my company. I get the replies. So I will answer. And often your question is something I've heard before. And I'll be like, here's an article about that. Here's the answer in this video. Or I'll have to ask you a few clarifying questions. And then I'll be able to give you some advice. So you can also follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton. Susan, S-U-S-A-N, Bratton, B-R-A-T-T-O-N. You can slide into my DMs, but it's harder for me to reply on my phone. And I just rather give reply to a newsletter. Yeah. Um, that just makes it easier for me. So thank you so much for having me. We are Kindred Spirits, as I said when I started. Thank you. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. You've made me feel very safe to be who I am and to speak my truth and to give my perspectives. And I really felt like you you took them in so beautifully and, and enjoyed hearing me. So I've had a great time with you. Thank you so yeah. much for inviting me to be on your show. I liked our lo-fi acoustic yeah. set. <laughs> yes, I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'll make sure I'll put all of your links and social media in the description so people can have easy access to you. Um, But yeah, you're absolutely amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. One way to allow individuals to find the acoustic cue is to invite them in on this journey. So if you have a tug on your heart to share these episodes with people who you believe can learn from them or benefit from them or need to hear them, share these episodes, share the podcast, leave a review, leave a rating, and let's go impact the world one day at a time. The best way for us to give back to those that we love is to invite them to become the best versions of themselves. I hope you guys are having the most amazing day and we'll check back in later.